Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with your commandments and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. Technically, Simchat Torah was earlier this week, but we're continuing Simchat Torah all weekend long because Simchat Torah means rejoicing in Torah or joy in Torah, and we're not finished being glad. So this weekend, tonight, and tomorrow, we are continuing our celebration tomorrow during our Torah service. We will have opportunity for everyone, young and old, who wants to carry a Torah, a Torah scroll, around the sanctuary is, and for those who want to participate in the re-rolling as we roll the scroll back to Genesis 1-1 and begin our annual cycle of reading. It is a joyful time and I encourage you to come. It only happens once a year. You've got one shot tomorrow to be part of that. I encourage you to come for that. The um, service tomorrow morning starts at 10.30 but the Torah service will start around 11 o'clock, I think. So come and be with us. Now, as we roll the scroll towards the very beginning, we start again, start anew, reading from Genesis chapter 1, which tells us about so many important things about our origins. And as we've been focusing on discipleship, I want you to think about this. Every disciple should know about the origins of the physical universe, even those who are not scientists. And that is one of the reasons why the, the Torah begins in Genesis with these marvelous words in Hebrew. Let me read them to you, and then you're going to practice saying them with me. We're going to do some practice tonight. So let's practice saying this together. It means in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. I'll call out a phrase, and I want you to repeat it after me. Barashit bara. Elohim. Et hashamayim. Va'et ha'aretz. You did really well. Congratulations. You sounded good. And then repeat in English. This is tough, I know. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, your Hebrew was stronger than your English. You, you know, I think for Floridians, we may have to work on English now. I want to read to you from a book written by Umberto Casuto. It's a commentary on the book of Genesis from Adam to Noah, part one. Umberto Casuto was a great Jewish scholar, and he remains relatively unknown in the Christian world. He wrote a wonderful book about Genesis, and let me just check the original date, because it's just, it's not a new book. He was first published in Hebrew in Jerusalem in 1944, and it was translated into English in 1961. I have... Uh, the 1989 latest revision at that time that I picked up in Jerusalem. Umberto Casuto is an amazing scholar. He was a rabbi, if I remember right, the chief rabbi of Florence for some time. He was Italian. He had a Hebrew name that he also went by. Uh, you can read about him online. You might find some things. 
You probably will not hear Casuto quoted. He's very deep, he's very challenging, and he's incredible. Let me just read to you. I just love this. This is from his introduction. We're not gonna go very far with him today, but he's, he's reading, he's d- introducing the story of creation. Genesis chapter one, verse one, is where he's starting, and he goes to chapter two, verse three, and he says this. The purpose of the Torah in this section is to teach us that the whole world and all that it contains were created by the word of the one God, according to his will, which operates without restraint. That is so succinctly put and so powerfully put. And then he brings out some nuance that is really interesting. It is thus opposed to the concepts that were current among the peoples of the ancient East who were Israel's neighbors. And in some respects, it is also in conflict with certain ideas that had already found their way into the ranks of our people. The language, however, is tranquil. Say that word with me, tranquil. It's undisturbed by polemic or dispute. I love that. You see, the Hebrew just says it so quietly, so magnificently, and so matter-of-factly. It does not argue, it presents, it communicates. And it says it so absolutely clearly, barashit bara Elohim et hashemayim et ha'aretz. And it uses a word, bara, say that Hebrew word with me, Bara. It's a creative word that is almost exclusively in the domain of God, where God creates out of nothing, or he creates out of substance or energy that is totally unlike the thing that is created. And it says, in the beginning, God did this. In the beginning. Say that with me. In the beginning. In Hebrew, in the beginning is barashit. Say that with me, barashit. We're gonna be practicing a lot because these first words of Torah are foundational for us and they help us understand so much. If we don't get this part right, we will miss a lot of things. The scriptures do not start at Sinai with the giving of Torah. They don't start at the crucifixion. They don't start at the birth of Messiah. They start at the origin of the universe that you and I actually live in. And we discover something. The universe has an origin. And the universe has a creator. The universe itself is not eternal. The universe has a beginning. But it doesn't have an accidental beginning, it has an actual maker someone who is outside of the physical and material universe and yet is able to enter into that very universe as well. But he stands outside, he's not to be confused with created things like the heavenly bodies, the sun, the stars, the moon, the earth, the ocean, the gods of the Greeks, the the gods of the Romans, the gods of the Norse, we're, we're associated with physical aspects of the creation, but the God of heaven and earth, the God of Torah, is above and beyond that. 
but we learn something as we go on that God comes down to be with the people he creates. He comes to be with Adam. He is present with Adam in bringing forth Eve. He meets with Adam and Eve even during their most difficult of times. And we see this again and again, that the God who is outside the universe and the creator of the universe enters into the universe for a purpose. And that is to connect with you and me, to connect with people, with humanity who create, he created in his image. Now it's very important for us to get this one part right because it will help us live our daily life. If we don't know that God has the power over all of creation, then we really won't be able to accept the idea that he could raise the dead. And then we'll be thinking, oh, you know, there's not really a life outside of this physical life. And we get trapped. And there are so many people who will tell you that the material world is all that there is and that you are going to die and feed worms and nothing more. But the Bible teaches us something that God is able by his word to create. And this is what I want to focus on. Because I want to tell you something, that God has faith. Now, his faith is different than yours and mine. His faith is, is rooted in his, his very nature. He knows that the things he says will come to pass. He knows that he's not a man that he could lie. He knows that, that truth proceeds from his very being. He knows that he's righteous. He's committed to goodness. He is filled with mercy and compassion. He knows these things, and when he speaks, things happen. And that's why, as if you dare read Kasuta, which I encourage you to do, you'll find that God can simply call something into existence. He can say, Yahi, or, and the scripture says, Vayahi, or. He says, Light be, and light was. He can call a thing by its name, it comes into existence. The, the Torah speaks so beautifully about the different ways that God creates. He can, he can sculpt and then breathe life into clay and create living beings. You might say, well, I, I don't think we're really made of dirt. But you know, when you die and you see what's left over, you'll be convinced you are made of dirt because you return to the very elements from which you were created. God is able to create in many different ways, but he creates beautifully. I think maybe next year we'll read Genesis 1 and the first few readings with Casuto in a special class, if you're up for it. It'll be hard. It goes slow. We'll only cover little bits. However, you will discover when you read Casuto that uh, the Torah, especially this section, was written with such care, with better Hebrew than Shakespeare's English. And that the, the, the use of, of creative beauty in the Hebrew is absolutely amazing. And Casuto is one of the few people who can draw it out. He's one of the few people who actually understands it so well.
and he can tell you how many, t- how many sevens, how m- because there are multiples in seven, of seven in Genesis one, how many sevens the name of God is mentioned, how, how many times a multiple of seven appears in every sentence, in every paragraph, in every page, because for the, for the people of the, the ancient East, Seven was the number of perfection, and to write well about the most incredible creation on earth, you had to use skill, and you had to use beauty. That often is lost when you're reading in English, but Casuto just brings it out. He brings it out so beautifully. One day, hopefully next year, we'll get to it. Casuto. Tonight, we're going to do something different for the next few minutes. We are going to join together, we're gonna speak aloud together from Torah, from the prophets, from the writings, the Tanakh, and from Habrita Chadashah, the writings of the New Covenant. And I've just collected some scriptures, they're not random scriptures, but they're organized in a random fashion in a sense, we're just sort of going to bounce around. You may wanna get a copy of this uh, so you can take notes, because we may go faster than you're capable of turning in your Bibles. Uh, Good luck. But what I want to do is I want to read to you a scripture, and then I want you to say it with me by repeating, at, repeating after me each phrase. And we're going to do this because I want the word of God to come out of your mouth tonight about creation. Okay, so here's, here's how we're going to do it. Genesis 1-1. Okay, you're doing well. In the beginning... God created created. the heavens and the earth. earth. Genesis 1-1. That was not so hard, was it? It, It's it's really an easy way to learn. Okay, let's keep going. Hebrews 11-3. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Hebrews 11.3. This is good, isn't it? You see, sometimes you just need to get a little bit more of the word. Let's keep going. Revelation 4.11. You are worthy. Our Lord and God. To receive glory glory. and honor and power. power. For you created all things. And by your will they were created and and have their being. being. Revelation Revelation 4.11. You see, that nuanced statement in Revelation 4.11 is exactly what Kasuta was saying. Genesis 1.1 is all about. It's in Genesis 1.1, you learn that God created by his word. He said it. He brought it about. He did not depend on anyone or anything. He created out of his own tranquil power. Don't you like that? Let's keep going. Nehemiah 9, 6. 
You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry host. The earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. Nehemiah 9, 6. Okay, here's another one. Psalm 89, 11. The heavens are yours, and yours also the earth. You founded the world, and all that is in it. Psalm 89, 11. I love that. You see, God is not just the God of way out there. He's not just the God who created the universe and then stepped back and said, you know what, I don't really care. He's not God who just created and then he distanced and detached himself and became just a curious observer. He enters in, that's why he's the God of heaven and the God of earth. Are you ready for more? Psalm 102, verse 25. In the beginning, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Psalm 102, verse 25. Here's a way that you can learn to bless God. It's Psalm 115, verse 15. May you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I love this, the maker of heaven and earth. Once I was going through a difficult time in business and had lots of worries, but I was listening to a song that had as the, the chorus, my help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. And I was singing then, the Holy Spirit came to me and said, you just don't believe that. And I said, yeah, I believe it, I'm singing it. He said, well, you're singing it, but you don't believe it. Because you don't believe I can help you with anything. And he touched something about me I realized that I thought he could save me from Hasatan, the adversary. I did think that. And I thought he could save me from my enemies. I did not think he could save me from me. And maybe you're like that. And when it comes to stuff that you get yourself in trouble with, you might say, I'm on my own. But God is your maker, and he loves you even though he knows your flaws. And so he can save you even from yourself. Isn't that good news? He can save you even from yourself. Okay, let's keep going. Isaiah 42, verse 5. This is what God the Lord says. He who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and all that comes out of it, who gives breath to his people, 
and life to those who walk on it. Isaiah 42, verse 5. Isn't that great? It's like a punctuation mark. This is what God says. Which God? The one who did all these things. Isaiah says something again. Isaiah 45, verse 18. For this is what the Lord says. He who created the heavens... He is God. He who fashioned and made the earth. He founded it. He did not create it to be empty. He formed it to be inhabited. He says, I am the Lord and there is no other. Isaiah 45, verse 18. Okay, we got just a few more. There are a lot more, but we're only going to go through a few more. Jeremiah 10, 12. But God made the earth by his power. He founded the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens by his understanding. Jeremiah 10, 12. Now I like this next one, short and sweet. Psalm 33, verse 9. For Adonai spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. Psalm 33, verse 9. John 1, verse 3. Through Yeshua, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. John 1, verse 3. Isn't that good? I love that. Romans 4.17, as it is written about Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations. Abraham is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead. And calls things that are not as though they were. Romans 4, 17. And then the last one for tonight. Hebrews 1, verse 2. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. Whom he appointed heir of all things. And through whom he made the universe. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. Good for you. You know, I felt on this weekend when we're rejoicing in Terrell, you needed to hear more word, less of me. And it needed to come out of your mouth as much as out of my mouth. That you needed to speak it in order to know it. If you don't speak it, you won't get it. 
If you just read it, it's not enough. You've got to call out with your mouth the very word of God. When you're not sure how things are going, you're not sure how things should be understood, read the word of God and speak the word of God. And when you start speaking it, you know what happens? God's faith, which is revealed to us in the scripture, is released in you. And you start agreeing with God, and you know what? You'll get out of trouble when you agree with God, and you'll get into blessing. You may not have what it takes, he does. He calls things that are not as though it were. When everything was dark, you know what he did? He didn't whine. He didn't say, we need J-E-A. He didn't say, what are we going to do without Edison? He said, light be, and light was. There are things that you need in your life and I need in my life that will only come when we agree with him, when we know what his position is regarding a matter and we agree with him. When we stop trying to ignore his position or get him to agree with our position. When we decide we're going to say amen to him and agree with him, that's when real power gets released in your life. He gives life to the dead. He calls things that are not as though they were. That's why Torah starts with Barashit bara Elohim et HaShemayim et HaAretz in the beginning. When is that? It's in the beginning. Prior to that, there wasn't time. There wasn't space. There was just God. And then he said all that he said. He commanded, he called by his word through his son. He spoke and things came into existence. He created and humanity came forth and now we live. And now our challenge is to live with him, honoring him and participating with him in the holy life he's called us to so that we can join him in seeing this earth redeemed, participating in the repair to Kunalam, the repair of this broken world and being his servant for the sake of his mercy on this earth. That's our job. And as we know him and as his word takes root in us, you know what? We'll have more power. There are some things you're going to face in the days ahead that will require that you know God is the creator and the maker and he has everything. And when you agree with him, things will be released. And prior to that, you'll be stuck. You'll get unstuck as you agree with him. Some of you heard things tonight and said things tonight that you're going to need to use tomorrow. Some of you may even need to use them on the way home. We're going to close right now because we've, we've received enough from the Lord. I encourage you to take notes, write all those scriptures down, take time, write the scriptures Longhand yourself, the ones that touched you, look them up, write them down, memorize them, put them in your heart, speak them out of your mouth for the sake of others. As you do that, you know what? More power will come to you from the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we rejoice in your Torah. We take this week to say you are 
the one who gives us life. You're the one who created us, who made us, who knows us. You call us by name. You are our redeemer. You are the lover of our soul. You are the one who is our father in heaven. We're your little children. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for your redemption in Messiah Yeshua. We bless you. Stand up and let's close with Aaron's blessing. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha. Ya'er Adonai p'navelecha v'yichunecha. Yisa Adonai p'navelecha v'yasemlecha shalom. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you his shalom in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Amen. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom.